It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it's an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic and amazing show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly, and I promise we're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I usually do this every single week. And before I forget, this episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or a sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash B-R-I-A-N. Have you ever noticed that life tends to go in cycles? Sometimes things are up and sometimes things are down. And I prefer to think of life as having seasons. There's a time to reap and a time to sow, as the Bible very famously says. During those down times, or winter if you want to make the analogy for seasons, it's really important to remember that your most productive days may be those in which you planted a bunch of seeds, even if you didn't experience many outward results. Because just like in gardening or farming, some of these seeds will eventually produce a fruitful harvest. When you are in harvesting season, you'll be reaping the fruit of your previous labor. What many people forget, however, is they're so busy reaping that they forget to keep planting. Once you finish reaping the labor, you may realize that if you've not been planting seeds at this time, you will eventually run out of things to harvest, and thus your slow season begins once again. The key is to remain consistent. Keep planting seeds, a future opportunity, so that you will have something to harvest later. Stay in action, keep looking, and planting several steps ahead to minimize the cycles that we all inevitably face. With all this in mind, I would like to introduce my guests. I have two people with me today. My guests this week are Kenny Simpson and Crystal Moore. Let me tell you about them. Crystal is the founder of Pacific Shore Capital and San Diego's leading expert in commercial financing and real estate investing. She began her career at age 19, and now with over 18 years of experience, she's funded over $1 billion in loans, helping over 1,000 clients with their commercial and multifamily financing needs. Between managing over 1,000 units, rehabbing, and designing countless properties, she's committed to sharing her immense knowledge and industry expertise with her clients. As a commercial financing and real estate investing expert, Crystal is dedicated to helping people create generational wealth and financial freedom. And Kenny is the head of the Simpson team, and he is San Diego's premier residential financier and real estate investor. He's worked with over a 1,000 clients on one to four unit financing, helping them shift their mindset and have confidence about qualifying for a loan, whether for a primary residence or for investment properties. He has over 17 years in the business, including his own investment and management experience, having managed over 1,000 units, helping rehab and design countless properties. Together, the two of them co-host San Diego's most popular real estate podcast, Get in the Cashflow Game with K&K. We have a lot to unwrap and unravel today. So here we are with my very special guests, Kenny Simpson and Crystal Moore. And if you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio, please do that on Apple uh, Podcasts and iTunes. And oh, by the way, you can ask Alexa, Siri, or your Google device to play Success Profiles Radio, and you will hear the most recent episode. And starting tomorrow, that will be this show. How fun is that? So Kenny and Crystal, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having us on, Brian. Oh, you're Hi, so Brian. Welcome. Hey, everyone. Hi. Excited to be here. Thanks for having us on. Hey, you're so very welcome. So the question I like to ask first 
is did you envision early on that you would be where you are right now? No, I did. I did not. Um, I tend to be a little bit more of the pessimist in our relationship. So uh, I tend to be like the ship is sinking all, at all times. And so I think it's it's interesting. I It's gotten me to where I am today. Uh, I think I should work on the optimism. However, uh, just what you were talking about in your intro about planting seeds. I love that so much because that's the one thing that Kenny and I tend to focus on is planting those seeds so mm-hmm. that in times of drought, uh, we feel the pain is as little as possible. Right. That's so important. How about you, Kenny? You know, for me, um, I'm definitely like a visionary. I'm definitely a forward thinker and I man, I tend to manifest things. So uh, I can't say I envision where I am today exactly, but mm-hmm. um, it was some type of life like this. So just the fact that I'm here and able to like just share a story with you guys, it's it's a just a blessing too to just have this opportunity, you know. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit about what your paths look like prior to what you're doing right now. So I got into real estate pretty early on, actually. I started when I was 19. So Mm -hmm. prior to that, I was taking some classes at community college. I was selling um, cellular plans at (laughs) T-Mobile when Mm. I first moved here. So Uh, And then I uh, got my mom to refer me into one of her brokers. So I actually started in the real estate industry doing residential mortgages, but I always had this goal to get into commercial. So um, I would say for the last 18 years, my life has looked very much like this, doing uh, financing for primarily apartment buildings. That's wonderful. How about you, Kenny? And so for me, it's, uh, you know, nothing too exciting, nothing too sexy, just was going to college. And uh, a lot of friends around me are making money in real estate. This is in the last boom um, in 2004. And I honestly just get tired. I was paying for my own way to college. I got tired of driving to school and working a job and I just watching my friends make money. So I just said, I'm done with college and uh, joined forces with a friend and kind of just jumped right in the water into the real estate uh, mortgage industry and honestly just never looked back. Fantastic. What would you say? is your rock bottom or defining moment? Oh, I can say that. I mean, I think we sort of met each other at our rock bottom. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah so I, sure. I, um, I was in real estate. I had a company, it was called California Funding um, a long time ago. I started in 2003 also. And then in 2006, I had a, a breakup. Um, I was still in my 20s, but I just needed a change of pace. So I moved to San Francisco and worked under at Washington Mutual. And I sort of just floundered, honestly. Like they moved me up with corporate housing. And so I was living in the city. It was a big change for me. Um, and that was right around the time that the real estate market crashed. Um, so I sort of, I was sort of just in a lost place in my life at that time. So I decided to take a break and think about, you know, maybe doing something else. Uh, and that was around the time that I met Kenny. Uh, my mom actually introduced us. And, um, so I wasn't really doing too much of anything at that time. Thankfully I had some savings and I was just sort of floating around trying to find my next, move. But uh, ultimately, I came back to financing the thing that I want to do and uh, and becoming a real estate investor. So um, I would say that was probably the biggest rock bottom. I mean, Kenny and I were living in an apartment that I call the shack behind the animal shelter. (laughs) (laughs) 
And, um, at that time when we got back, we started our business. I was in the living room at a desk and he was in the dining room at a desk and we just started calling everyone we knew. But during those months, we didn't really know how we were going to pay rent. Mm -hmm. We didn't really know where our next paycheck was coming from. And I would Mm -hmm. say that was our rock bottom, but looking back, it was also, Kenny told me this and I did not believe him, but he said, you will look back at this time one day and you will miss how simple uh, and easy they were. And wow. it it is true. <laughs> you learn to appreciate the simple things. Absolutely. So when you started your business, you began generating clients by calling people, you know, yes, we did. And I had already been in the business prior. So, uh, what I had done is just started calling all of my clients that I had worked with previously to let them know <laughs> I was back and I was doing business. And so, uh, that's kind of how we started getting momentum again. That's great because, you know, when people start a business, the first thing they sometimes think of is I need to buy Facebook ads or I need to buy paid advertising. Well, why wouldn't you call and reach out to the people that you already know first? Because even if they can't do business with you, they might know someone who does. Just start declaring this is what I do. That's what I did when I started writing books for people. I just started declaring this is what I do. Even though I didn't have any clients yet, I do this. And eventually people started reaching out to me and asking, say, hey, let's talk about this. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. It's good practice. Also, I think, um, it's free. So it's a free marketing. Um, it is sort of like guerrilla marketing or however you would call it, but, Mm -hmm. um, it's really good practice to get you comfortable, uh, to kind of finesse your talking points. And there are people that already Mm -hmm. know you. So you have a level Mm -hmm. of comfort and a referral or someone, you know, is always the best and easiest way to get business. Yeah, I, I love I love referrals. I mean, referrals are absolutely fantastic and they're usually free unless you you agree to pay for a referral, which I sometimes do. So that's really fantastic. And I'm sure in your industry that works a little bit differently where there are probably regulations that prevent you from actually paying for a referral, right? Yes, uh, more so on Kenny's side. On commercial, at least in California, our rules are a little bit different. So we are able to, you know, pay referral fees or referral partners. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say that commercial is uh, more like we're assuming we're doing business with a, a business savvy person, a business owner. Whereas yeah. in residential, it's it's a little bit different where this is not what they do. And there's mm-hmm. all these laws and regulations set to protect mm-hmm. the consumer. So our, our mm-hmm. business is a little bit different. Right. Um, yeah. So, so let me ask you this. Clearly you're a couple and you're in business together. I'm sure that introduces a whole different layer of stuff occasionally. So how do you know whether it's good to go into business with your partner or not? Well, I can tell you that it was always my dream to work with my husband. Um, so that was something I think I manifested, uh, growing up, my parents ran a business together and, So I, they were basically just together all the time. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, Kenny and I have kind of both were on the same page about that from the beginning. Uh, and people ask us all the time, how do you do it? (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know, but, um, I think it's just like anything there, there have been some rough patches, but if both people have the same common goal, you learn to work through it. Um, and I love that I can talk to Kenny about work. We can share clients, we can share frustrations, wins, all of mm-hmm. that. Um, and I don't think I could imagine it any other way. Yeah. Is it better to work with someone who's similar to you or is it better to work with someone who's the opposite of you? I think opposites, uh, having 
someone that compliments your weaknesses, uh, I think is the best. Cause if we were the exact same, uh, maybe we'd get along a little better, <laughs> but, uh, certainly I think that he picks, he helps me where I'm weak and I help him where he's weak. And, um, so I think it's a very complimentary relationship and that's, I think the best way to go. And also right. to yes. piggyback one of the, one important thing, um, to think of, especially if you are going to work together and you're thinking about it is go to counseling, you know, and everybody's mm -hmm. kind of, uh, is Nate, Oh, counselors. But, you know, the best athletes in the world have coaches. So I look yes. at it as a counselor, as a coach. And so if you're going to go into business together and you're not sure, you should probably get, you know, all the stuff on the table, get all the cards on the table, get it worked through. Because the worst thing is just like, you know, dragging that bad stuff into a new relationship. It is a new relationship because it's a work relationship. It's a business, right? And mm -hmm. things are going to happen. So if you're dragging a negative, like bad juju into this mm -hmm. business it can really affect it especially when you're in the office and there's employees and stuff and look nobody's going to be perfect i'm probably more of the type a and crystal's probably more of the level head person but so we just have a counselor and it really does help and kind of like solidifies things when you have problems so instead of coming fighting you come mm -hmm. together about things and you can have we can agree to disagree on things it's okay mm -hmm. and we can move on we don't have to fight about them Absolutely. What do you think your big mission is? We've got less than a minute to our first break. Our big mission? Yep. Uh, well, I would say for us, it's to help people create generational wealth. That's been yeah. our motto. 100%. Yeah. Through education and through podcasts and through doing loans and just obviously living it too. That's absolutely fantastic. We are coming up against our very first break. My very special guests this week are Kenny Simpson and Crystal Moore. We are talking about real estate and lending, and we're going to talk about so, so much more. We're going to talk about some of the ins and outs of real estate investing and where the greatest opportunities are, how to be successful as a real estate investor, the biggest mistakes real estate investors make, and all the things. We will come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio, and here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guests this week are Kenny Simpson 
and Crystal Moore. And we are talking about real estate investing this week. And if you've not picked up my latest book, it's called The Greatest Lessons I Learned From My Mom. It's available on Amazon and it was released right before Mother's Day. I did a book last year called The Greatest Lessons I Learned From My Dad, which I used to honor my dad after he passed away. And I knew that I needed to do a book to honor my mom too. And so there it is. It's available on Amazon. It's fantastic. I cannot wait for you to get your hands on it. Once again, it's called The Greatest Lessons I Learned From My Mom. So Kenny and Crystal, let me ask you, what is the most expensive mistake you've ever made? It can be financial. It doesn't have to be. It could be a time energy thing. It could be an opportunity loss that you should have taken advantage of. And I'm sure you'll ask me, which mistake do you want me to talk about? But which mistake do you want to talk about? What's the most expensive mistake you've ever made? You know, I, we do, I, well, we do have some big monetary losses and that's typically, I think what people will go to, but now that I'm, you know, older and I do a lot of things, which is, you know, we're doing the podcast and things like you said, and I'm around a lot of entrepreneurs and a part of masterminds, probably the biggest mistake that I've made is not really getting around the right people earlier. Um, just doing it myself, um, not hiring the coaches, getting around the best people. So if I look back and I would have started this even at a small level 10, 15 years ago, I would have been probably at a different place, just my life, business and everything. So for me, it would definitely be is just not taking advantage of the opportunity of being around the right people that can push you to the next level and trying to bang your head against the wall and do it yourself. Mm, that's so good. How about you, Crystal? I, I agree with what Kenny said. Um, however, I can give you my monetary loss. Yes. <laughs> it's the one I think about the most. Um, I would say that going outside of my niche and my expertise has been the biggest loss for me. And when I say that, I mean, for example, my real expertise is in multifamily, uh, owning multifamily, operating, managing, all of that. So uh, when I have tried to go outside of owning multifamily to to go into other ventures, whether it's been construction or industrial or investing in businesses, things like that. I think, you know, all of us tend to think we're the, the expert at everything. You make uh -huh. money in one area and then you go, great, I can just do this again somewhere uh -huh. else. That's not necessarily the case. So I have learned my lesson that I, if I want to get to a certain place, if I have certain goals that I need to stick to what I am good at. And when it feels boring, let's say, because it becomes easy, then mm -hmm. I need to find some way to just stay focused in the game. Because if I go outside, it, it feels to me that I'm not staying true to myself. And I'm definitely uh, going outside of my expertise, which puts me more at risk. <laughs> Absolutely. So what does success mean to you? I mean, that's the basic, you know, topic of, of this entire radio show. I'd love to ask, what does that mean to you? Uh, for me, success is not just monetary. It's it's really about we we talk about freedom all the time, and that's why we want to help people generate uh, create generational wealth. Is uh, success to me is having the freedom to do what you want to do, how you want to do it, and when you want to do it. So, uh, for example, we were just talking about that this morning. If if I can't leave my business for a month without things falling apart. I have not achieved success. And um, I can tell you we haven't achieved that yet. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Absolutely. In yeah. fact, if, if you're not able to replace yourself, then you have a job forever. Exactly. And so for me, it's it's more about, you know, with family and friends and, and being able to have the freedom to take that vacation, take that day off, uh, step away and to still have things running successfully and generating cash flow and all that good stuff. Uh, so for me, that is the def definition of success. 
Yes, absolutely. So let's talk now about real estate investing. In the current market, what types of real estate investing are, are the best opportunities available? Is it commercial? Is it multifamily? Is it residential? What are your thoughts on this? Great, great question. Um, you know, so what we do in a situation when somebody asks us questions like this, um, we kind of always look backwards. And the right reason why we look backwards is because that's what you do. You know, when the pandemic hit or when the last financial crash hit, you kind of look back and go, well, how did things do from those kind of periods, right? Whether mm -hmm. it was a financial crisis or the world shut down. Um, and, you know, for us, we keep coming back to multifamily. Um, and I think we're in multifamily. Obviously, we love it, but it's done the best. When the financial crash happened, rents were the first, if most people don't know, but rents were the first thing to rise. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so if you own multifamily, you started making money right away. You're getting a raise going, oh my gosh. Um, as we are hitting the pandemic, uh, once again, multifamily and actually industrial did the best. Um, you know, not everybody did not not pay their rent. So it wasn't mm -hmm. terrible, but, you know, we're just believers of multifamily. And the big reason why we believe that is everybody always has to have a place to live. So we, we like multifamily because it's scalable. Once you get scalable, it's easier to manage and things like that. Mm -hmm. Not that houses aren't bad, but we've managed, as you mentioned earlier, you know, over a thousand units, it was mixed with homes and two units and four units and mm -hmm. you know, hundred unit apartment buildings. And after managing and doing all this stuff, we just realized that, Hey, we've done all that kind of stuff from financing, managing, all that stuff. And for mm -hmm. us, we realized multifamily at a larger scale was the best um, mm -hmm. asset class that we'd want to invest in real estate. Absolutely. And, you know, everything relates to one another because if people get priced out of owning a home or they get priced out of being able to afford where they, where they are right now and foreclosures start happening again, storage is going to become a huge thing even more than before. So what do you think of investing in storage units right now? Uh, the self storage market is an excellent is excellent. Uh, they're a little less available. There's not as many of them. Uh, however, I've never seen a storage facility that hasn't done extremely well. Uh, we were sort of la I was laughing about this with friends uh, not too long ago. Uh, people store their stuff forever. I mean, you'll just keep paying the storage bill to, to mm -hmm. keep stuff mm -hmm. that you never look at. <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. It's pretty incremental and small, and actually the operation of a storage facility is a fairly low cost. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think self-storage is also an excellent asset class for sure. Absolutely. So what do you think it takes to be a successful real estate investor? Well, you know, a lot of it's to us, it's pretty simple because we've been doing it a while, but I would tell you it's your team. It's who's your property manager, who's your broker, who's your lender, who's your insurance agent, who's your handyman, right? who's on your team, because when you start to get bigger and bigger and you want to be in a successful real estate investor, your team is really going to help you out because you're, you can't do it all, even though if you think you can do it all. So if you want to scale and you want to get to the next level and you want to be a success and the people that are around us that are very, very successful at it, that we think do it the best, it's because they have the best team. I agree. Yeah. And to piggyback off of that, it would be your coach and your mentor also as part of your team. Um, I think, you know, those are the people that help you to dream big and to grow and to kind of keep you on track. Uh, so Kenny is absolutely right. I think that mm. is definitely key to being successful. Those are great answers. So on the flip side, people make a lot of mistakes, especially when they're starting. So what are some of the biggest mistakes you see real estate investors making? 
You know, so when people come to us, we get a lot of new people that want to invest in real estate. And I typically, they come to me and they're just think I'm a loan officer, which we probably become more advisors. But I asked them the first question is, why do you want to invest? And I would say 80% of the time, they're like, I don't really know. They just want mm. to buy something. So they're looking to put their money to work. So what I tell people, a lot of mistakes are is people don't have a game plan. They're kind of like all over the place and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do in this and that. So I tell people, look, the first thing you do is get a game plan together and get a team together and figure out what direction you want to head. Because the people that do not have success and make a lot of mistakes, they just start, they'll just buy a property on a whim and they just get stuck in a deal and it gets mismanaged. And then next thing you know, they're selling it and they hate their life and they hate real estate. So I would just say really focus on where you want to go and then back into that and make sure you're surrounded by the right team and then move forward. And that way you'll avoid a lot of mistakes. Moving too quickly, um, you're going to make a lot of mistakes because you're just missing and you're not, you know, crossing, you know, crossing the T's and dotting the I's. I would also say to add to that is that um, people don't treat it like a business. Mm. Uh, every building that we own, we look at as its own business. And so I think people make the mistake of, of you know, taking cash out to go buy fancy things or not raising mm. the rent or not making the repairs. Um, you know, there's all kinds of ways that you can make mistakes. And And again, with multifamily, why I love it so much is you can you can screw up pretty big on an apartment mm -hmm. building and still not lose everything. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you you can, it's very forgiving. So that's the good news. Uh, at least on my side with apartments, a lender's never going to give you a loan uh, that the property can't handle. So I like to say that the bank makes sure that you can't fail. I mean, it's almost fail proof. Uh, but that would be my other thing is, is just really, you got to treat this like a business. This is your money. It's probably your life savings and right. you know you need to treat it like a business. Absolutely. So did you make any of these mistakes when you got started? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, when I was young and I, I had some in investments early on in my 20s and I did not treat it like a business. It's I think a lot of us make that mistake. You start making money and you start feeling confident and you're driving the nice car and you're paying for the nice things and you're just throwing money around. Um, and then you have a couple of, you know, like, aha, wake up moments and they're usually uh expensive they hit the pocketbook and that's when you start learning that you treat it like a business yeah for sure so out of all the deals you've done which one represented the best learning opportunity so i guess well, i'm asking you i'm asking you what your favorite mistake was my favorite mistake yeah, Probably uh, for I'll, I'll just jump in and it might be crystal. So for me, we ended up uh, doing we did a kind of a let's call it a, close to new construction in L.A. Mm -hmm. um, it had everything sounded great and uh, it went terribly. The market changed, but a lot of things happened and we ended up losing, you know, over six hundred thousand dollars. And which is crazy. People are like, how could you? We should have made least broke even. And so. What, what I, you know, I was probably very upset and angry at the time myself and, you know, the party involved with it. But what I realized is that we basically just handed somebody a bunch of money and our time and energy, and we didn't really do our due diligence. We trusted them. Mm. And so I think the biggest thing for me is uh, I've learned in my career is that you can trust somebody, but you also need to make sure that what you're trusting is actually correct. So 
um, that was the big lesson for me is you can't just trust somebody with your money. You need to make sure that you're actually doing your due diligence yourself. And then obviously if you're giving somebody money, you're trusting them on top of that. Absolutely. We've got less than a minute into our next break. And my very special guests this week are Kenny Simpson and Crystal Moore. We're talking about real estate investing. We're talking about where the best opportunities lie. Self-storage is an excellent investment if that's something that you ever thought about and considered. And if your market will support another storage unit. In fact, I just vacated a storage unit. I'm making a big move this weekend. So I got rid of all the stuff that I swear I haven't seen or used in years. And what's a great business model for those who are the owners for sure. We will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. We will be right back. Please stay with us. We're going to talk about whether qualifying for a business loan is different than qualifying for a residential loan and so much more. Please stay tuned. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guests this week are Kenny Simpson and Crystal Moore. And if you have not... Subscribe to Success Profiles Magazine. Please do that, successprofilesmagazine.com. We publish a digital magazine every single month, and you can get a $1 trial for seven days. You can check it all out. You can read any issue going all the way back to December 2017. Kevin Harrington was the very first cover, and, of course, he was one of the original sharks on Shark Tank. I'd be honored for you to read that. So, Kenny and Crystal, let me ask you, is qualifying for a commercial loan a lot different than qualifying for a residential loan? Uh, I would say yes. I mean, considering that to do a residential loan, they almost ask for the blood of your firstborn child and exactly. you know, who knows what else. But 
so I would say that our process is not nearly as painful. Uh, it's a big shift for people though, who've already purchased a home. So if you, you bought a home, uh, you have an idea of like, I need a 30 year fixed and I need all, you know, all these things. So our loan structure is much different. People would view it as risky. Um, but in terms of qualifying, uh, I would say we definitely look at global cash flow, but the amount of paperwork that we collect is far, far less. Like, I'm not going to ask you why you deposited $2,000 cash to your bank account. I don't care. Um, on a residential loan, they're going to ask you, uh, for all that stuff. So we still collect the tax returns and the bank statements and underwrite the income. Uh, we just don't dig so deeply into things. Again, we assume that we're dealing with Mm-hmm. business-minded people. So yeah. I like to say that we use a more common sense approach. Yeah. So when when you deal with business people, of course, in business, you can write off a lot of stuff. And so when you look at income, do you look at income before the deductions or, did, or the income after the deductions? So uh, typically we are able to add in what we call CapEx, uh, capital improvements. So if you have written off uh, capital improvements, uh, we can generally get your ledger and add back in any capital expenditures. So we would use that. And then we also add back in depreciation. So when we're underwriting off tax returns, we add back in the depreciation. And sometimes your negative cash flowing asset or business turns into a positive uh, cash flowing business once you add back in depreciation. So there are things that uh, it's not so black and white. Wonderful. Gosh, I love that. That gives me hope. (laughs) Yes. And just to chime in, I would just say, because I do residential, there's yeah. just so much more common sense with Crystal's industry. So you might have had a one-time big expense on the business or even your property. You did something residential, like, sorry, it's on there. They just kind of whack you for it. And it's just, mm-hmm. there's just no common sense, especially at the Fannie Freddie with the guidelines loans. Mm-hmm. So, you know, somebody's like, I just got a $10 million apartment loan. I can't get a million dollar house loan. You guys are asking me all this. It's, it's literally conversations like that. So I would say it's much more easier for Crystal, but you know. And and just as an example, you can go buy a four unit property and get a 70 or 75% loan to value and the property can cash flow negatively. They'll give you that loan all day long. If you come to me to get an apartment loan, we have to have what we call debt coverage. So that means that the property actually has to be able to service the debt. And of course the bank is more conservative. So like I said, it's very difficult to fail with multifamily, uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac will let you fail all day long on a one to four unit property. So it's bizarre, (laughs) the underwriting. Absolutely. And does the money down look different? And does the length of the loan look different? Money down is very different. So we, we use the cash flow of the asset, whether it's your business or your property in order to qualify the loan. So uh, for example, for the most part, our, we use a 1.2 debt coverage ratio. So that means for every $1,200 of income or $1,000 of income, you have to have $1,200 of reserves so available. So that means that you've got to have some cash flow available even for unexpected expenses that we kind of build into the qualification. So uh, yes, you have to qualify based on the property. Um, wow. So yeah. Okay. That's great. Let's talk about branding because you guys have been in business for a long time. And so when people are looking for a vendor like yourself to provide this, you have to have a brand in the marketplace. You have to be recognizable somehow. So how important has that been for you building a brand? You know, it uh, wasn't always important because we really didn't think about it. We were just so busy working, working, working. Mm-hmm. And um, when we sold our property management business, I just told Crystal, I said, hey, we're going to replace this time 
with um, doing our brand stuff. And she's like, okay. And so that's when the podcast evolved. And then Monty came on our team, our marketing girl. And then we just started, you know, it was the social media and we did meetups here. And then it just, you just keep going and going and going. And for a lot of people, the problem with branding, it's, it's, it's not a quick hit. You know, it's not like you put the Facebook ad out and you got the leads back. It's more of a long-term play. So a lot of people give up on it because we, we all live in, you know, this instant gratification. Mm-hmm. And so it, it doesn't make much sense. So the cool thing about branding is if you're willing to put the time and effort in over time, mm-hmm. you will start to see it. So we've probably been really focused on our brand and all, you know, whatever that means in, in mm-hmm. general, but uh, for the last three years and it's made a huge impact on our business. And so as we've seen the impact grow and grow and grow, We've just continued to step on the gas with whether it's money, whether it's a att- you know attention, energy, and just putting more time into that brand. And really, what it is is just telling, like you said originally, telling people what you do and giving people education about your business. It's simple things. It's just get on. You know, I tell people just get on Instagram and tell people this is who I am and this is what I do. And if you've mm-hmm. never done that, just start there. Absolutely. So, how have you built your brand? Um, honestly, just kind of just, I, the funny story is, is, uh, if you don't know or know who he is, I went to New York after listening to Gary Vaynerchuk for a little bit and ended Mm -hmm. up at his office in a 4d dive. And I basically, he's like, what are you doing here? And I said, I'm learning about, you know, this brand building stuff. And I told him about my, um, you know, my whole story and what we did in real estate. And he says, well, do you know what you're doing? I said, I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. He's like, well, why don't you just go back and tell everything, you know, in real estate and give it all away. And I didn't really know what he meant, but basically what that meant now is we started the podcast and started interviewing people we knew about real estate. We started doing videos, um, just putting content out about real estate. We started putting, you know, emails, more emails to our client database, you know, just slowly but surely um, learning about what it means to build a brand. And we just got started just simply sharing who we do, what we do. And, you know, I would say, what are the 20 common questions people have about, you know, buying a property. Let me talk about those and chop them up into two minute videos. And Crystal did the same. So just little things like that. That's literally how we started. You know, that's really, really very, very important because really the whole point of building a brand is creating the perception that you are the obvious choice. And so by creating content on a very regular uh, basis is the best way to do that, right? Uh, no, ab- absolutely. I mean, I can't tell you how many times now people have gotten referred to me and the conversations like, Hey, Kenny. Oh, I just want to let you know, I listened to two of your podcasts, you know, last night when I heard about you and I checked you out online. So you look like you're the guy and this is who I want to do business with. And I said, great. You know, I didn't have to sell myself. I don't say anything. You, you know, there's plenty of content, plenty of, uh, you know, if it's articles, blogs all over the place mm-hmm. about us that we've done. Mm-hmm. And they can go read it and they can look all the time and effort we put into it. Fantastic. How do you choose the right mentors for you? Because everyone wants to be your coach, but how do you choose the right person for you? You know, honestly, it takes some trial and error. Um, I won't say that we haven't spent a lot of money on various things, whether it's coaching or, um, you know, marketing and branding stuff. So I, I think you have to be willing to try. Uh, and I had to sh- make this big shift because for me, it was very difficult to figure out spending money on mentoring and coaching and marketing. Uh, mm-hmm. But I would invest in a property all day long. And somebody said to me, and it was so true, uh, if you're not willing to invest in yourself, what does that say about how you feel about yourself? Mm-hmm. So um, it was 
for me, so eye-opening. And so I think you just have to find, you know, people say your tribe, your group. Um, I have people, I also think that before you have the money to invest in coaching, because I know it can be a, a big cost, uh, you can have mentors that don't even know that they're your mentor. You mm-hmm. know, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I listen to Ed Milet. I listen to podcasts. And so I find sources of good advice for myself that are free in addition to paying for mentors and coaches. And I think along the way, you find that person that just clicks for you. But if you mm-hmm. don't start trying, you're never going to find them. Yeah. And the really cool part about what you just said is I love Jack Canfield's The Success Principles. I love his book with Mark Victor Hansen, The Aladdin Factor. And I have since interviewed both of them on this show. So seek, seek your mentors for free and then invite them on your podcast. That's, yes. that's awesome. And just to piggyback on that, when COVID, you know, when COVID hit, I don't think people realize like so many people that never came on, you know, zoom calls and podcasts and stuff. There is so much great free content available on YouTube and podcast, just like your show and stuff. It's, it's unbelievable. So there's really no excuse. Absolutely. We've got less than two minutes for our next break. Let's talk about the greatest challenges you faced building your organization. Cause you're not doing this by yourselves. That is correct. You know, I think uh, it's it, with anybody. It's finding the right people. It's the team. Um, it's not easy because you've built a business. You have a certain worth ethic. You know, you're you're grinding, you're hustling, whatever it is. It's your boss. It's your baby. It's your business. And people come into this environment and some people get it and they jump in there and go to work. And some people mm-hmm. sit there and they're not the right people. So for me, the biggest challenge has just been finding the right people that want to come on your team for the right reasons that want to help you build it to realize we're a team here. This is not just about me. It's about us. And then them not being selfish and you not being selfish, but that's probably it for me. Awesome. And piggybacking off of that, how do you find the right team members? What do you look for when you're recruiting someone? We've got less than a minute. It's a lot of persistence, uh, but I would say, again, going to people you know and to your referral sources and letting them know, hey, I'm looking for this type of person on my team. Do you know anyone? Uh, I think it's so much better when you can find someone through a referral or through someone that you know. That is where we've had the most success. That's fantastic. We're coming up against our final break. I can't believe how quickly this is going. We're having so much fun. We're talking about real estate uh, investing. We're talking about building a business, building a team. And we're going to talk about so much more when we come back from the break. I'm going to ask them what their top core values are. We're going to talk about how COVID changed their business. We're going to talk about favorite productivity tips. And we're going to talk a little bit about mindset. And, of course, we will talk about their podcast, Add Value with K and K. We've got a lot to cover with not a lot of time left. We'll come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. And once again, if you have not downloaded and subscribed to the show, you can go to Apple Podcasts or iTunes. And you can subscribe to Success Profiles Radio. And please leave a review. That would mean a lot to me. We will come right back. This is Successful Pause Radio. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. 
With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. This is the Tokenet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio and down the stretch we come. This is our final segment. And my very, very special guests this week are Kenny Simpson and Crystal Moore. We're talking about real estate investing. So let me ask, we talked about what it was like to build an organization and what the greatest challenges are and finding the right people certainly was at the top of your list. So most great organizations that I know have a solid set of well-defined core values. And so I'd love to ask you, what are your top core values? What do people know you by? For sure. It's uh family, you know, honesty, hard work, and we just do whatever it takes. And that's the last one is really, was probably really built our business and referral businesses. We just, we just go the extra mile and uh, we get a lot of deals that people couldn't get done and we make it happen. And so that's just, uh, you know, but family because our kids and stuff now has really become important to us. That's Fantastic. I love all that. So how did COVID change your business? Because it it hurts some businesses and others I've talked to have said, you know what, we were actually really kind of thrived during that time. I almost feel bad saying that, but you, know, you do what you do, right? You know, COVID for, so it's interesting, COVID for our business in um, residential real estate, like one to four financing. Um, the good news is with technology, a lot of stuff was already in the mix. So a lot of underwriters, a lot of people in my business were already working from home. So that we got lucky with that. And I would say more and more people today that are getting mortgages that I deal with, they have no, they don't want to meet with me. They, they have no desire to, uh, to meet. They don't want the time. So they want it quick. They want it fast. They want it easy. So I would say what it did for our business, it helped us to be better and more efficient and just close things fast faster and that's really what people wanted you know so we're doing deals 15 days 30 days five days seven days whatever it takes Absolutely. i would say in addition we mm -hmm. increased we increased our marketing hugely uh during covid and we probably had our best years during covid in terms of business production so um yes we were one of the very lucky sectors i think where business production increased mm -hmm. uh, but since a lot of people were home we had more time to work on marketing and to kind of just figure out that whole like brand i mean we're always figuring it out i would not say mm -hmm. that we've got it figured out at this point but mm -hmm. we have definitely got it more dialed in we're doing a lot more marketing, a lot more experimenting with various things. And we found what, where we're getting success and COVID has allowed us sort of the, the time to be able to do that. That's amazing. And when you are doing so much in your businesses and when you are so successful, you're very productive. So what are some of your favorite productivity tips? Well, number one, I'm a morning person. So I like to get up really early. I like to get me time in um, and get your day scheduled. So that way when 
you know, in our business, when eight, nine o'clock comes, if you don't have your day set, if you don't have your emails out, your follows up and you're not organized, you're just going to get run over. So number one is, you know, uh, as one of my good friends says is, uh, you know, when the morning you win the day. So that's probably my biggest production tip is just, you know, be a morning person and get yourself super organized. I also think, I mean, for me, uh, I'm not nearly as much of a morning person. When he says he's a morning person, he means like he's like a 3.30 a.m. sort of morning person. So <laughs> uh <-huh>. um, <laughs> I don't I do not do all that. But I will say that getting my workout uh, first thing in the morning is the thing that gives me energy and it gets me through the day. And then after that, uh, one thing that's not so easy for me to do even still, but I, I do practice it, is to get the hardest things done first. Um, so th th the problem is I used to have my whole like list of to do's and then I'd leave those hard things at the bottom of the list to tackle at the end of the day when you're tired mm -hmm. and you're burnt out and you don't feel like doing it. But if you get those big hard tasks out of the way, you feel that success. It mm -hmm. gives you a jolt, a burst of energy, and it gives you kind of a more like you've been productive. And mm -hmm. I, th I think it helps with your productivity for the rest of the day. Absolutely. So let's talk about mindset as a foundation, because that's where it all begins. How do you feed your minds? Um, honestly, just what you put in your mind is probably what you're going to produce. Um, mm -hmm. So we do not watch the news. Uh, we just basically, if I want to learn something, I just, there's like we just mentioned before, YouTube interviews, podcasts, there's so much great stuff, whether it's on, you know, like, you know, having a better morning or mm -hmm. you need to learn something more about your mindset or you want to be a better parent, you know, or you want to learn something, you know, more about if you're into running or surfing or hiking or the gym. So I think mindset is really what you, what you basically consume in your, in your body and your brain is what you're going to put out. So I just, and, and the people you're around too, mm -hmm. right? So if you're around the people all day long in your office and your friends, that's how you're going to start. And so I just think you got to be around like-minded people. If you're trying to grow and become really successful, in whatever you do, um, you better be around the right people doing the same thing. I like to say too, it's, and Kenny's definitely uh, very much on the same page is that uh, we want to be in rooms with people who are where we want to be. I, I mm -hmm. don't need to be with people who are uh, you know, have not achieved success that I haven't, or, you know, people who are going to bring you down or people who are on my level. I want to be with people who are far beyond where I'm at, uh, because it's going to help me to level up. So, mm -hmm. um, that is, I think the biggest mindset, uh, that that's a growth mindset. Let's talk about your podcast, Add Value with K&K. &K. This is one of the things that you did to establish and build your brand. Why did you decide to start this and what is it about? So we originally started the podcast with um, Value Add with K&K. &K. Um, that was the original name. And uh, the reason why we did that is honestly because I really enjoy talking to people, learning about people, and I just kind of wanted to do it. I don't think Crystal was as gung-ho as I was about it because it is time, it's energy and effort, as you know, because you do mm -hmm. this show. Right. And so, and I didn't really know when I started podcasts that, you know, 95% of them don't make it past 10 so, mm -hmm. you know, we've done 160. And then what we started realizing as we went further along, we wanted to narrow it down a little bit more and hyper micro kind of micro focus it. And so we ended up changing the name to get in the cash flow game with K and K, uh, K for Kenny and K for Crystal. And so we just became more hyper focused on the real estate stuff. And honestly, when we look back now, I'm really glad I did it. 
Uh, it's a lot brought a lot of value to our clients and people around us. It's helped our brand. It's helped us in San Diego. You know, I you know people say we're the number one real estate podcast in San Diego, so I'll take that statement. Yep. Um, and so it you know, and you do become an, an expert and authority in your industry. And so we get to interview people. Might it might be entrepreneurs? It might be real estate investors. It might be people that are um, ec- economic people and stuff like that. So anything around real estate maybe some entrepreneur that, you know, has their main hustle as their job and their side hustle is real estate. It's really good for people to learn and get all these tips and tricks. And then sometimes Crystal and I just go on there together and share what's going on with the market mm-hmm. and what's the latest and greatest and things we think that our audience and people need to know that's, you know, going on for example, right now in the world. And uh, we need to make, you know, get on there and just bring attention to it. Fantastic. How do you know what to say yes or no to? Uh, are you in terms of the podcast? Uh, just in general, in business, as you run your business in business. Mm -hmm. So the management company taught me a lot. Um, I had to work with a lot of different personalities, whether it was owners or, uh, tenants. Um, so I learned early on that I say no to the things that don't bring me joy. And sometimes that means that I'm going to walk away from, uh, income, but it also means that I'm going to improve or maintain my quality of life. So um, I think you, when you're early on in business, you say yes to everything, right? Because you're trying mm-hmm. to build momentum and you want to get uh, you know, to a certain point. But as you start to gain success, you realize that if you say yes all the time, you're mm-hmm. just going to be spread too thin. Mm-hmm. So if something's not aligned with my values or someone's not aligned with my values, mm-hmm. uh, then I say no. Absolutely. What has surprised you about entrepreneurship? Uh, for me, uh, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, I think there was this idea that if you owned a business that you had this free schedule, which meant that you had all this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will tell you that being a business owner is, is more work than being an employee because mm-hmm. I've lived it for a long time. Uh, but it does, it does give you freedom because you don't have your own boss, but you definitely, I mean, your business is your baby. So mm-hmm. it's, it's different. Um, so I, you know, everything in an idea sounds great. And then when you're in it, you're like, Oh, this is what that means. And that was uh, very eye opening for me. Yeah. And then to piggyback on that, I think uh, things can just take longer to build and do. So I think sometimes you think you're going to get in there and you're, oh, I'm going to get this done quickly or this is going to happen. And, you know, things just happen. So you just mm-hmm. have a little more patience and things might take more time. And that's okay. Fantastic. We've got less than two minutes to the end. Who inspires and motivates you? Ooh, great question. Um, honestly, now is my family. Um, just like when I go home and look at my little girls and uh, to that I get to be an example for them and they're going to be brought up in this world and the impact they can have. So I think that definitely motivates me to, it's not just hustle harder and do that. It's um, what am I saying around them and how am I being and how am I treating people? And so my biggest thing for them is, um, you know, things happen, you lose deals, you lose this, you lose that. But uh, how did you, how do people walk away and perceive you from that? So I think at the end of the day, um, I just wake up and just really want to bring joy to the world and peace to the world and do a Mm -hmm. great job and just be respectful to people and trying to add value to people's life in this world. And like Crystal mentioned is hopefully if people want to get into real estate, we can create some generational wealth and some passive cash flow for them. Great. As we get to the end, tell us how we can reach out to you. How can we try with you and vibe with you? 
you can go to our website at getinthecashflowgame.com. That's the easiest way because it gives links to all of our social media and all of the things we do, whether it's the podcast or residential financing, commercial financing, it's all there. Fantastic. Kenny and Crystal, thank you so much for being here. You were fantastic and amazing. And I'm so glad that you were here today to talk to us about real estate investing. Brian, thank you so much. Great time. Awesome. Well, this has been Success Profiles Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, thank you for listening. Come back next week, uh, every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another world-class achiever, learn what they did, what they overcame, and the lessons we can learn from them. And once again, getinthecashflowgame.com is their website. Please check it out. Can't wait for you to join us again next week. Take care, everyone. Have a great day. This has been Success Profiles Radio. And once again, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.